0: Welcome to Ability Stories Podcast, where we discuss the successes, challenges, and stories of people with disabilities. I'm your host, Tara Briggs. To contact me, please send an email to abilitystories at gmail.com. to Ability Stories. I'm Tara Briggs, and I am way excited about today's podcast. A little while ago, Jonathan Mosen recorded a story called Louie the Blind Christmas Elf. And the background to this story is that a little girl in New Zealand was afraid that Santa wouldn't read her, her letter because she wrote him a letter in Braille. And so this is Jonathan Mosen's response. And I think this is just one of my all-time favorite Christmas stories. So I asked Jonathan, he said we could do what we wanted to and with the story, so what I decided to do today is to record it, and um, I've got a panel of, of friends from my old work that have come onto the podcast, and they're going to listen to the story, and we're going to stop it at different parts and talk about it. So if you want to hear the story in its entirety, I would suggest going over to The Blind Side and listening to the podcast, and I'll have a link in the podcast. Uh, description of this show but anyway here's our our panel we've got Ray Wright say hi
1: hello everyone
0: and Ray Wright was on a little while ago he talked about being a woodworker so it's awesome to have you back and we have Adam Rushforth he is my old supervisor and this is his audio equipment and it's great to have you you're the kind of supervisor I think that most people dream of having and not everybody gets so it's great to have you on
2: well thank you and hi to all
0: and we have Cindy Vega. She teaches computer here at the Center for the Blind. She was always great for a, a good vent after work, and she's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. So say hi, Cindy.
3: Hello, everybody.
0: And we have Kara Campbell. She's from. She was on the Four Blind Moms podcast we did just a, while, a little while ago, and it's uh, glad to have you back.
4: Hi, everyone.
0: And Tyler should be stopping by at sometime. He's uh, taken... UTA up here, and um, we'll see him when he gets in. So without further ado, we're going to listen to the, the story, and then we'll pause it a few uh, a few parts to talk about it.
5: Louis, the Blind Christmas Elf by Jonathan Mosum. A long, long time ago so long ago that even your teacher hadn't been born yet, so that makes it a really, really long time ago. A stylish, shiny elf-driving car pulled into the long driveway at Santa's busy workshop. Out of the car stepped Mrs. Scott, a smartly-dressed elf wearing a business suit and black patent-leather high-heeled shoes. They made such a loud clop clop-clop sound on the cobblestones leading to the gingerbread front door of the workshop that Harold, the chief elf, heard his visitor coming even over the sound of all the toys being made and packed. He met Mrs. Scott at the door of the workshop, greeting her with a wide smile, a firm handshake and a laugh that was squeaky and high-pitched, yet somehow when you heard it, you could tell it was coming right from his wobbly little tummy. He immediately felt underdressed in the overalls he was wearing while he was helping out on one of the assembly lines. Yet, despite Mrs. Scott looking immaculate and Harold looking decidedly shabby, Harold was the boss, and she had something he needed. Come in, come in! You must be from the Elf Improvement School! Harold exclaimed. Harold ushered Mrs. Scott into his office and one of the kitchen elves was asked to make her a cup of tea. Making all those toys and sorting them for Santa made all the elves hungry like a wolf. So Santa's workshop had a big kitchen where all kinds of delicious treats were being made for the elves to eat whenever they got hungry. Mrs Scott had been the director of the School of Elf Development for five years, but this was the first time she had visited Santa's workshop. If elves were ever lucky enough to get a job with Santa, almost no one left. That meant that even though there were many elves graduating every year from the School of Elf Improvement, not many got the ultimate prize, the job of working for Santa. Mrs Scott was at Santa's workshop on this day because Harold had called her late one night on her elf phone, saying that with more children than ever in the world, they could use a bit more help. After the tea arrived and Mrs. Scott sampled some of the delectable fairy cakes from the workshop kitchen, she opened her briefcase and they got down to business. As you can appreciate, she said, every elf would love to work here at Santa's workshop, but I know you can only use the cleverest, most capable elves. You have so much to do. So I've brought you three elf assessments to take a look at. Mrs. Scott took out three beautifully spiral-bound leather folders, with the name of an elf etched in gold on the front cover of each one. "'This is Huey,' she said. "'Huey loves building musical instruments. During one of his exams, he built a piano, a clarinet, a huge noisy drum kit, and a didgeridoo, oh, and a nose flute, and a plinkety-plankety.' "'in under an hour. "'I've never seen anything like it.' "'Mrs. Scott beamed. "'Well, now,' said Harold, looking impressed. "'I've heard of most of those things, of course. "'We have lots of them being built "'in the workshop right now, actually. "'But what's a plinkety-plankety?' "'Oh,' said Mrs. Scott, beaming with pride. "'It's a new instrument he invented himself. "'If he doesn't come to work here, "'I'm sure he'll be producing it "'for one of the big toy companies "'before the year is out.'
6: Hmm, said Harold.
5: he sounds wonderful and would make a great addition to the team i'm sure but the thing is we're not really having any trouble keeping up with the musical instruments who else do you have well said mrs scott moving the second leather-bound volume to the top of the pile this is stewie now stewie is a genius at making toy kitchens and all the things to go in the toy kitchens do you know She said, getting so excited that she spilled a bit of fairy cake all down her front. So it was just as well that her garment was elf cleaning. The other day, Stewie made a toy kitchen with a fridge that really gets cold. But that's not the half of it. It only works when you put chocolate in the fridge. Put another kind of food in the fridge and nothing happens. Outstanding piece of work. Very clever, said Harold. Although... I'm not convinced the boys and girls will want a fridge that only keeps one thing cool, and we do have some good engineers here still is worth considering and Who's the last elf you wanted to show me? Ah, well said Mrs. Scott, suddenly looking a little fidgety. I really wasn't sure about whether to suggest Louis or not. Louis is special. There was something in the way mrs scott used the word special that immediately piqued harold's curiosity what exactly do you mean by special well you see louis makes excellent use of his hearing it's not that his hearing is better than any of the other elves in the school it's just that he tends to take a lot more notice of what he's hearing recently we were manufacturing a load of ride-on tractors for a toy company "'and one of the wisdomy-bobs developed a fault.' "'Oh, no,' said Harold, "'understanding exactly how serious a matter this was. "'You get a problem with one of your wisdomy-bobs "'that can really set you back. "'Actually, we had a fault with one of our wisdomy-bobs "'here at Santa's workshop last Christmas. "'It stopped a lot of our production for a week "'because no one picked up on it, "'and we nearly had to cancel Santa's delivery altogether.' "'Well, exactly,' said Mrs. Scott.' If Louis hadn't heard the subtle change in the machine caused by the problem with the wisdomy mobs, I think we would have lost the contract. We were so lucky he was around. I'm intrigued, said Harold. We could definitely use someone with those skills. Tell me more about this Louis. He's very thorough said Mrs. Scott. He inspects things with his hands and often picks up on problems making things that we might miss visually. It's been very useful to us more than once. But why? asked Harold. Why doesn't he just use his eyes like everyone else? Because his eyes don't work, said Mrs. Scott. Louis's totally blind. So, um, I
0: love the, I love the way that she, or the. Mrs. Scott introduces Louie with his skills, and I was just going to ask you guys, um, what skills do you think that as people with disabilities we bring to the table that um, sometimes might get overlooked? And everybody just All
2: speak right. up when you have a thought. Well, <laughs> This is Adam, and the first thing I would say is kind of what you already said is When we have skills to bring to the table, I think it's awesome that the skills are brought up, not necessarily the blindness. And so, I I think each person, uh, blind or not, has certain interests, talents, passions um, that we just that we love in life, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's. the ability to, uh, you know, detail with detail cleaning, maybe with your hands or whatever it might be, and uh, so we as a person need to know what our skills are, and and present ourselves well. And I and I always tell people, I said, you're always on a job interview, so it's not just the time where you turn in your application and the resume and are sitting in a formal interview, but just networking and getting to know people. Um, letting letting people know who you are and the skills and your interests, and so they get to know you as a person.
0: Yeah, one of the things I thought was really interesting about the story is that she introduces um, Louie's skills before mentioning his disability. Do you notice that? Yes. Go ahead. This is Cindy.
3: Yes, uh, this is Cindy, and yes, I did notice that. And I think another thing that that mrs scott did is she had to educate harold and um that's something that we as people with blindness or various disabilities we need to we're always educating always out there educating because people are or depending on how they put it you know always have some kind of questions or curiosities and so you know if we can really demonstrate we know those you know we really do know these skills and have or have the talent in some of these things that pretty soon the talents will be seen and not so much the blindness or the other disability
0: yeah yeah sure we we get seen as a person first or in other words, a person who happens to be disabled. Anybody else have any other thoughts before we go on?
1: Yeah, this is Ray. I uh, I thought it was interesting how she was able to explain that our hearing as a blind person isn't better than anyone else's. We just pay more attention to it. And I also like the fact that not only did she explain the skill that Louie had, but she also showed how it helped the company um make the product and save a lot of time and and uh, as the employer he also took a look at it and said well that could help my company as well so he was seeing the positives as as well right away
0: yeah yeah i think so too
4: um this is Kara. she also made it clear that the skills that he had were very useful for what they needed
0: yeah yeah, I think so too. Well, should we should we carry on?
5: Okay. Blind? Harold scratched his a little hidden out of amusement. But how does he... How will he... What if he... I just don't think a blind elf would work in our workshop.
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm going to pause it right there, even though that's not very far, much further into the story. But um, I think... I'm kind of interested in this reaction because sometimes I think it's... A challenge that we all deal with, which is, you still kind of have to prove yourself. Does that make sense? I mean, Harold's been told uh, that what Louis can do, and yet he's still questioning. Does it? Has anybody ever had something like that happen? Today? Tara, this is Cindy. Mm-hmm.
3: So, this is on kind of a spiritual level, but I started being a Eucharistic minister for my church, and so I feel like. People are still kind- kind of going through those questions well can she should she can she hear people when they're coming up you know um those kind of questions and so um and so i i do i do feel that you know come up sometimes and so again. You just try to remain positive and keep on showing your your talents and show you're dedicated and willing to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I remember when I um, took woodshop and I finally got over being terrified. And the the biggest challenge became, even though I had made things <coughs> and um, I'd figured, you know I learned how to do woodshop without sight, I still had members of the family that just felt that that was a terrible idea and I had no business being in there and it's like but I just made a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so, anybody any other thoughts before we keep going?
1: Yeah, I have something to say. This is Ray again. And as a wood shop instructor, uh I get that all the time from uh, uh like our wood turning club that I'm a member of. Everyone else in there is cited but when I, they ask me how I do something and when I show them how to do it, they still are in disbelief.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's, let's keep going.
5: I thought you might think that, said Mrs. Scott patiently, but hear me out. Remember how you nearly had to cancel Christmas Eve once because it was too foggy for Santa to travel? If it wasn't for Rudolph, kids all around the world would have gone without their presents that year. ''Oh, I remember it well,'' sighed Harold. ''It was the most scary day of my life. I was so stressed I was beside my elf.'' ''Then surely,'' continued Mrs. Scott, ''you know people with a range of abilities and gifts make Santa's workshop run more smoothly. Louis can bring skills that many of your other elves don't have.'' ''You make a good point, Mrs. Scott,'' Harold said. Send him to us. We'll take him on. I don't want anyone getting hurt, and there's a lot that goes on in this workshop, but we'll give it a go.
0: Okay, so Tyler has come in, and I'm going to pick on you, um, Tyler, because you have and eat, eat the microphone. <laughs> um, but you have you have played kind of that role. That's what your job is, where you you've kind of played the Mrs. Scott role, where you have helped students with disabilities get employment, and um, you recently had a success story. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
7: Sure. Um, So I had a student who came into my office who has autism, and she was only just recently diagnosed. She made it through the teacher education program uh, with very little accommodation because she had no diagnosis, um, nor did she request accommodation but when it came time for her to do student teaching, uh, there were some concerns. She uh, was on an internship and was dismissed from that because her peers and the school administrators were concerned about her ability to interact with other adults. Um, So she came into our office, and we had an opportunity to sit down with the dean over teacher education, and her academic advisor, and a couple other people to help determine what accommodations, well I guess to first determine that this student had a a disability, and then to determine what accommodations would best help her succeed in the classroom environment. And as a result, she successfully passed her student teaching semester, and uh, got a job offer as a Title I aide in, in a classroom at the school at which she did her student teaching.
0: Yeah, and I remember when you called me and told me about that, you were over the moon. So I thought, yeah, it was yeah awesome. that's really cool. Alright, carrying on.
5: Louis arrived at Santa's workshop the next day with his little suitcase and his long white candy cane. He put it out in front of him so he knew when he was getting close to an obstacle. If the cane hit a wall or something left on the ground, he would feel it. And after being shown around the place, he soon started remembering where all the divisions of Santa's great workshop were located. It wasn't that difficult for Louis. He soon noticed how different the sounds of the machinery were depending on which part of the workshop he was in. Sometimes his sense of smell helped too. Just like his hearing, it was no better than anyone else's, but since he didn't have his sight, he took more notice of what his other senses were telling him. Louis was very excited about meeting Santa, but Harold explained that since Christmas was getting close, Santa was very busy preparing, and usually elves just starting out didn't get a chance to meet the big guy. Louis settled down to work as quickly as he could, but he wasn't happy. He felt that he wasn't being given as much responsibility as he was capable of. Everyone was very nice to him, but they just couldn't imagine how he could do the things that needed to get done if he wasn't able to see. Louis tried to be patient and explain. Since you've been able to see all your life, he said, you use your sight. You depend on it for lots of things, and that makes sense. But I've never been able to see, so I don't know any different. I get by just fine without any sight. I might do things in a different way sometimes, but I still get the job done in the end.
0: Um, So I, I love, <laughs> I love that. I think one of the reasons I love the story is I love just the educating that gets done about people with disabilities. And I think that is such an awesome description of the way that we all end up adapting. Um, whatever your disability is. I think sometimes you do do things a little bit differently, but you still get it done. Anybody have thoughts on this?
2: Sure. This is Adam. So one of the thoughts that comes to mind is, so Louis, you know, he's not getting offended. People are making comments or judgment calls about him, and and he's totally at peace uh, with who he is. And I I think that's good for anyone with a disability because especially a a disability like blindness when you have a cane and and different things, it's kind of like that 900-pound gorilla that's standing in the middle of the room. Everybody sees the gorilla but doesn't want to say anything, and uh, people are more at peace or comfortable talking about it or or learning about it and becoming at peace with it um, when we are as well.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think so too.
2: Go ahead. Also, I noticed um
4: how they talked about the safety issue just in passing. We don't really want anyone to get hurt or anything like that. And Louie is doing a good job of helping them to understand that he'll be just fine by figuring out his where he is, figuring out the layout and everything and just going on and doing his things. So, I think he's doing a great job of educating the yeah other workers
0: yeah anybody else okay we'll we'll keep listening,
5: still, the elves found it hard to give Louis a fair chance. It's not that they meant any harm; they were just scared about him being hurt. Then, one day, a mad panic developed in the mail room at Santa's workshop every day at precisely twenty-nine o'clock, a small earthquake could be felt as the mail from all the children who had recently written to Santa got delivered to the workshop. The mail elves had an efficient system of sorting through the mail and making sure that all the requests from the girls and boys got put on Santa's list. At the end of every day, Santa would always check the list twice to be sure all the good children had their requests noted. But today the mail elves had a problem they didn't know how to solve They had received a group of letters that were nothing like they had ever received before. The male elves prided themselves on being able to read every single language in the world, but these letters had them stumped. Rather than being written with squiggly characters on the page, these letters felt all bumpy. Hannah, one of the male elves, said the pages reminded her of her teenage brother Brad, who was having a major problem with pimples the page she said looked and felt a bit like brad's face
0: Kate just gotta say don't you love the description of braille there <laughs> that's, that's awesome <laughs>
4: okay carrying on
5: do you mean kids are now writing to us in pimple said harold who'd been put in charge of solving the issue because of how urgent it was i don't really think any child would be quite that daddy hannah replied But I think we need to call an elf development meeting to see if anyone can solve this problem, because Santa has made it clear we need to do whatever it takes to make sure all girls and boys who write to us have their requests read, even if we can't always grant them all. Elf development meetings didn't happen very often so close to Christmas, but this was an emergency. All the elves from around Santa's workshop stopped what they were doing and gathered together at exactly twelve o'clock for the big meeting. For the first time in our history, Harold announced, we've received a group of letters from girls and boys that none of our team can read. Here's a sample. Harold held up a page of the dot-filled writing. Everyone stared, first at the dotty page, then blankly back at Harold. No one had any idea what the writing was or how to read it. The interesting thing about this writing is, Harold said, if you touch it, it feels very easy to distinguish by touch, almost as if it's supposed to be read with your hands. Louis' little ears pricked up. He couldn't see the sample, but based on the description, he was pretty sure he knew what it was. May I please feel a page of writing? Louis asked. Harold handed Louis a page filled with the dots. Louis took the fingertips of both index fingers and started gently running his fingers across the page. He began to speak. Dear Santa, my name is Sam. I'm nine, and I can't wait until your visit. For Christmas I would please like a cool train set, one with plenty of awesome sounds and loud whistles if you can. "'My sister Amy is seven. She is a pest, so I think you should give her a frog. Love, Sam.' (laughs) "'How did you do that? And more to the point, what is that dotty stuff?' Harold asked. "'It's Braille,' said Louis. "'It's the new way for blind people to read and write. "'These letters are from blind boys and girls. They're writing to you themselves. "'You see, Braille lets blind children write to us here at Santa's workshop, just like sighted children can.'
0: Did you guys catch the Louis, the blind Christmas elf, Louis Braille? Right. Yes, I,
3: I love that. <laughs> I
0: know, that was way clever. Um, I didn't catch that when I first listened to the story, but I've caught it now.
5: <laughs> Suddenly, all the elves started jumping up and down and clapping. Hooray for Louis! Hooray for Louis! The elves were happy because, thanks to Louis, they could make sure that all girls and boys, including those who read Braille, could get their presence on Santa's list. Louis spent a lot of time in the mail room after that, but that wasn't all he did. The elves realized that just because you're blind, it doesn't mean you don't have valuable skills that others may not have. They,
0: I love that. Anybody any, any thoughts on there? Yeah. But I I really like that. Um, I love what? that description.
3: Tara, Cindy. Um. Yeah, I just. I'm glad that uh, once Louis demonstrated that the writing was legible, not pimple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, that that they realized that other elves realized that li- that Louis could fully contribute. Yeah, and so I think that. That's valuable, and after they realized that, they put his back, his blindness on the back burner or forgot it altogether, and just let him do what he was capable of doing and doing what he was talented at doing, and um he obviously loved it, and the other elves did too, and. Yeah, I love. To I love
0: yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay. I, I love it when you get to spend time with people that see you as a human, as a human being who happens to be blind. Um, those are just, they are the best kind of people to be around.
2: This is Adam. Another thing that I, I like about that is uh, in life, we all have a part to play and an important role, and, but a different role. And I think if I were supposed to be a basketball star, I'd probably be six foot nine instead of five foot ten, you know, or different things like that. But each of us has a a role to play. And uh, sometimes that, that challenge is figuring that out and, and working towards uh, accomplishing you know, accomplishing our part in life.
0: Yeah, I think so too. This, go ahead, Ray.
1: Oh, this is Ray. Yeah. And one thing I like about the whole story is the fact that somewhere there's teachers, parents, whoever that inspired their kids to write the Braille to Santa Claus. Yes. Not just saying, you know, you're blind, Santa won't listen to you or you can't do it or no there won't be anybody there to read it. It gave that hope to the kids that wrote the letters.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Alright, should we keep going?
5: They realized that Louis just did things differently. Not better, just differently. Soon, Louis was also put in charge of Wismibob inspection. The elves used to be worried that Louis would hurt himself because Wismibobs have so many moving parts. But they knew that Louis was careful and capable more capable at that particular job than anyone else. One day Harold came into the mail room to find Louis. The big guy wants to see you, Louis, Harold said. Santa, see me, have I done something wrong? No idea, Harold said, I was just asked to bring you to see him. Louis timidly knocked on Santa's office door.
6: Hoo, hoo, hoo,
5: came the reply. Louis opened the door and walked into the office which seemed to be shaking. It turns out Santa was happy to see Louis, and Santa's enormous belly laughter was making the whole office bounce up and down
6: like a carnival ride. I wanted to see you in person Louis," Santa said, to thank you so much for your gift. Gift? said a puzzled Louis. Oh yes, said Santa. You know, every year I give lots and lots of toys to girls and boys all over the world, and that's wonderful. But your gifts are also precious. You see, you showed us all here at the workshop that no matter who we are, we're all special. We're all unique. We can all do something no one else can do. Some of us are good at some things. Some of us are good at others. Some of the elves here thought that just because you couldn't see, you couldn't contribute as much. But they just didn't know better. Now everyone knows you're an important member of our team. We'd be lost without you. You showed all of us that the best gift we can give each other at Christmas is to love and appreciate everyone around us for who they are. And all these years later, every year...
5: When he's not looking after those pesky whismy bobs, you'll find Louie in the mailroom, making sure that all the braille letters from blind children all over the world are making it onto Santa's list and being checked twice. Which just goes to show there's nothing you can't do as long as you believe in your elf. (laughs) I love love
0: that story. I love that story.
2: I love the clever... the
0: blind Christmas... Go ahead.
2: I uh, just love the clever, clever lyrics throughout with the elf and the at elf o'clock and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Wiki. I, he hasn't published this, and I think, I think that'd be way fun if it got published. He got a good illustrator and stuff. Would,
1: I think it would be great if somehow, with funding or whatever, it could be made into like a half-hour cartoon, like all the cartoon classics that I grew up with. You know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Yeah, And, you know, Frosty the Snowman and that, because this would be an excellent story. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I I think
0: think so, too. I I definitely agree. I think my favorite part Mm -hmm. about it is he did such a um, beautiful job explaining uh, blindness and disability and that um, things are different, but you can still contribute and be a valuable part of society. Anybody else? Any other thoughts? I have one. Go ahead.
3: This is Cindy, and... um, I just I loved the part at the end where whether you have a disability or not, um to still love and value one another we're we are all important, we all have valuable things that we can individually you know contribute to make things a whole. And so um, I really enjoyed, you know, the ending of it as well. Just everybody is special in their own way. And and to appreciate one another's gifts and differences.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I um, also liked the the final thing that you know you have to believe in yourself that idea yes because i think that is that can be important because sometimes um sometimes you just have to other people really doubt you and um that's you know sometimes that can be a, a struggle it's so true I,
1: I have to correct you karen you have to believe in your health
0: yes i'm sorry <laughs> anybody else
4: well, I just like the entertaining way in which the story was told.
0: I know. He should be a you know, professional audiobook reader. He's so good.
4: You know, even though he had a huge point to make, he didn't make it sound, I don't know, preachy or anything like that. It was just very well done, entertaining all the little words, the way you put things together, and the way it was read as
3: well. Yeah. So, yeah, great fun. Well, was awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, anyone else? Any other thoughts? Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, for coming. I thought that'd be a fun a fun Christmas special. Um, we're getting 150 downloads an episode now. I'm so excited. Um, so for, for listeners, uh, we've got some fun ones coming up. Um, I heard from a gentleman in Nairobi, Kenya, and he lost his sight at 17 from early macular degeneration, and he's working on his PhD. And so that's an interview that I'm... I'm working on editing, and we've got that one coming up. And um, I interviewed Jonathan Mills, who wrote this little story. I interviewed him, and um, that was a really fun interview, so that one's coming up, too. So anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody, and thanks to all my panel for joining me. Thank you for joining us on Ability Stories. Please review this podcast in iTunes. To comment on this episode, please go to abilitystories.podbean.com. If you have any show ideas or would like to be a guest on Ability Stories, send an email to abilitystories at gmail.com. And thanks for listening.